The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS NFL Podcast. I'm Katie Mox, here with Will Brinson. He is back from vacation, John Breach, and BQ, because today is our Brady Quinn show. Make sure you stay tuned with us all week long for your off-season news, and remember to like, comment, and subscribe on the YouTube page. Anyone listening to audio only, do the same. Download, follow, leave a five-star review, and tell your friends to listen and watch the pod. Brinson, it's good to see you. If you're wondering why we're... 10 minutes late, Brinson had a flurry of issues today. I, I, even, I, even show, I even showed up early and thought that I would have enough time. I was like, oh, I have three minutes until the podcast starts. I can get rebooted. And then a, a flurry of um, inane technical uh, mishaps occurred, causing me to provide excuses upon my eventual <laughs> return five minutes into whatever. Yeah, the, the one way we know that Brinson was early was because if you just look at his hair, clearly <laughs> any effort into trying to maintain that mop, all that hair on the top of his head. So my hair is my hair is looking pretty choice right now. I think I might not cut it for a while. You shouldn't. I mean, you're like a chia pet at this point. Just let it grow, baby. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I will I say, I put I, I put ten cents in the uh, Brinson's late is jar, which yeah. now has seven hundred and twelve dollars in it. <laughs> ten so billion. We can donate dollars. to charity. I don't care what we do with it, but it's there. I actually like that. All right. Well, well, real quick though, tell us about your vacation. You were on a lot of nice golf courses. Yeah, I went uh, up to uh, the greater Washington DC area, really more like Potomac um, with my dad and uh, his good friend, Tom. And we played congressional. Tom. And, yeah. Tom, Tom's a great guy. Tom, uh, Tom got us on congressional and Bernie tree, which Ooh. was pretty, yeah. Twice at Bernie tree, which is pretty, pretty special. Didn't play very well. <laughs> Walked, wow. walked all, uh, all three days. Um, not a lot of birdies out there. Very tough courses, uh, but really exceptional golf courses. Just a, a fantastic place to play golf and um, feel like, you know, hadn't really played a lot of golf this spring, but I think, um, you know, I may be able to start getting my 
my game. I'm hitting, I'm hitting my irons a little bit longer than I was last year. That's exciting. I, I don't know what it is. I don't know if I've been, you know, just all the mu- all the reps I've been doing in the gym, Brady. I thought that was um, the weight off of your shoulders. I, I don't know. I, I'm not maybe, sure. Maybe so. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, had a great time. Didn't play very well. Went to a Nats game one night. Uh, had some incredible meals. Just a, a really, really good time. Real, real father son bonding. Shout out to Tom for the, for hosting us. Some the, guys, the guys' family, great people. Great people. All right. Well, we're happy to have you back, uh, the Brinstigator. I've changed your nickname from Brinstigator to Brinstigator. Uh, let's talk NFL. Pretty exciting news this week. They are releasing the schedule on Thursday, May 11th at 8 p.m. Eastern. Uh, they previously announced that the Bills, Titans, Jags, Chiefs, Patriots will all host international games this season. But the real exciting thing is the next season will feature 14 playoff rematches from last year, including a reprise of the Super Bowl between the loser Eagles and the champion Chiefs. So what matchup are you most excited to see here? I'll start with you, Brady. I mean, it'd have to be a Super Bowl rematch, right? Like that's the one of the more intriguing ones. Um, I am curious though, like you kind of have a bunch in the AFC. I'm not sure which one I want to pick from, but maybe I'll start off with Cincinnati versus the Chiefs. Like that's just like a growing rivalry where maybe we're talking about and looking at that as like a Brady versus Manning uh, when we look back one day on all of it. Uh, so that's another one that I think besides the obvious of the Super Bowl rematch, I'm looking forward to as well. I'm not so sure what's going to happen with the Bills this year. Um, I'm kind of curious to see if they like maybe hit their ceiling. I mean, it'd still be fun to watch Josh Allen. He's, he's must see TV, but uh, I think as it compares to like where the Chiefs are or the Eagles are in that discussion, then even the Bengals just talking about the AFC, those are the matchups that I'm a little bit more intrigued to see, I think, or at least the key matchup in my mind. Anybody else? Uh, I was go ahead, Breach, because I don't want to steal your Bengals. <laughs> what? No, I wasn't gonna. I wasn't. I was gonna stay away from the Bengals in case. And I was gonna say, really, the entire Chiefs schedule. I mean, every yeah. single Chiefs game should be in prime time. Obviously, Brady mentioned the Super Bowl rematch, and he mentioned the AFC title game rematch with the Bengals. Uh, they also play the Bills. They also play the Dolphins. So we get Tyree Kill against the Chiefs, and you know Tyree Kill's gonna want to put up like. 600 yards in that game uh but i'll go a little bit off the beaten path with uh two i'll say texans panthers because we could get to see cj stroud against bryce young number one versus number two that does not happen very often and then i'll also throw out uh, whoa, 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 whoa. before you throw the second one i want a chance to throw out my first one okay <laughs> yeah, sure. let's hear it <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go with. <laughs> I, just, I feel like Breach is gonna use this one. This is my favorite one. Jets and Cowboys. Okay, there we go. Yeah, uh, you get you get Aaron Rodgers, Mike McCarthy, double revenge game in their new spot. You know, you know, oh, I love Big Mike. So so sad. Big Mike's gone. It's like no, 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 no. This is like Aaron Rodgers trying to throw in everybody's face. And Rodgers had a, had a field day with the Cowboys in 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 the past. Of course, everybody remembers that playoff game, that laser. Uh, who uh, got who caught Jermichael Finley to the on the left on the left uh, deep far far deep left? Uh, definitely, a tight end. definitely a tight end. It was a tight end. I swear it was Finley, but it could, it could have been. It wasn't Tanyan. Wasn't um, I think it was Finley. Uh, yeah. Anywho, you know this is a huge matchup. Like both teams have very high expectations, and it's an away game. It's at Dallas, which means it's possibly possibly on Thanksgiving, which would be exciting. Um, and then I think you really throw out any of the other. So to the, with the Christmas games, but and we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to Roger Goodell 
um, stealing baby Jesus's little heart. But um, <laughs> do do the Christmas games and the Thanksgiving games? Those count as prime time, right? Like when we do the five, it's five max, right, Breach? Yeah, I mean it, it's six, but I think six they max. schedule you for five, and they you get flex. You you can go more if you get flex. So, right. so when they do up. the initial schedule, it's usually five max, and then they might add something else on there. Yeah, it sounds right. Okay. Uh, and it's Jared Cook that caught ah! two. All right, all right. And then I didn't want to jump in right away. Wait till we're done. But you said Jets Cowboys. That's almost what I was going to say for my other game. Except it's Jets Eagles staying Ooh. same division. Uh, I like Aaron Rodgers going to face the defending NFC champions. And not only that. But the Jets have never beaten the Eagles. I mean, literally, the Jets have existed since the 60s, and they have never beaten the Philadelphia Ever? Eagles. Whatever. They're uh, 0-12 all time. So I think it is a little crazy that we have one NFL franchise that has never beaten another NFL franchise. You know, this isn't the Texans who started in 2002. This is a franchise that's been around for the entire Super Bowl era, and there is another team they haven't beaten. So Aaron Rodgers uh, can maybe uh, beat the Eagles. I don't know but that will be a game that I want to watch. I don't know if you guys left this for me or if I'm the only one that is interested to see the 49ers and the Eagles next year, guy. We got Jaime, my friend in the chat, saying Eagles versus 49ers so Katie Mox can have a bad day at work. Thank you so much for that, Senior Football. Uh, I would like to see this. One, I hope it's Brock Purdy, right? We don't know who the quarterback's going to be, but I would like to see that rematch for Brock Purdy. Now he can throw lefty as well. But that is one at least that 49ers fans want to see because we feel like we were robbed of the chance to compete. Um, So that's probably – it's tough because it's going to be a road game uh, for the Niners, but I'm excited to see that matchup. Katie, what about 49ers Bengals? Excited to see that as well. Yeah, the uh, the original team of a Joe Cool and the newer version of Joe Cool. I think that's a fun one. Look, I'm excited for the Niners to see anybody good because I want to see them, you know, compete with the best. But I am most excited for the rematch against the Eagles because, again, I don't feel like we had a fair shot to win that game. <laughs> as our what commenter is? says, here comes the Katie Mox excuses. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Well, any any other games or matchups that you guys are looking forward to seeing? Do the Jaguars get your uh, get your no. get, get your motor running? No, <laughs> not when it comes to. I mean, I would take pretty much the divisional matchups in the AFC East throughout the season over a, maybe other you know AFC South matchups with the Jacksonville Jaguars. No disrespect to the Jaguars, I am curious to see what step they take this year. But I'm, I'm sorry. What did you call? What do you call him? What, what are you talking about? What is the t- name of the team? The Jaguars. All three of you call them the Jaguars. Yes. Is yes. Yes. See, Jaguars. that's the way to oh, say it. Everybody Jaguars? says it that way. Jaguars. Is, is it caramel or caramel? <laughs> this is a sensitive caramel. topic on the Pick Six podcast. <laughs> I love it. Yes, the Jaguars. <laughs> some people call it Jaguars, if you're Will Brisson. Some people call it Jaguars. Um, the, when you ask Jeeves to get you some butter from the pantry, you say, <laughs> I need you watching the Jaguars game. What a great poupon. Who keeps um, butter in their pantry? What an idiot thing to say. Well, first off, you can keep butter outside of the, uh, the refrigerator, which makes it yes. soft and delicious. Yes. In fact, you yes. should be. I, well, if you put it in a butter bell, I have a butter bell that has a little bit of water at the end that keeps it at the right temperature. That's, that's I've seen a lot. Some people collect butter bells. What would be your ideal butter bell to, to keep? 
It'd be a Jacksonville Jaguar. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say like a cow or something that had to do with butter, but a, a Jaguar would work just fine. Yeah. Uh, anyway, the, the point is, I, I think there's more intriguing matchups throughout the AFC East with Rodgers now being a part of it. Is Buffalo still the best team in the division? Miami continually adding speed and, and just kind of curious if Tua can stay healthy, what that looks like. And then honestly, not that this was really a question or a topic of conversation at this point, what happens if the Patriots end up dead last in that division? I mean, at some point, do Boston sports fans get frustrated or think like, all right, Tom's gone now, things haven't worked out so well. What are we thinking? Or is it just going to, are they going to blame Mac Jones for this and move on? I mean, it just, it's going to be really interesting to see how that division plays out uh, more so than I think almost any other in the NFL right now. I threw out, I was asked uh, by my buddy Adam Gold on 999, 99.9 The Fan in Raleigh um, on Tuesday. Shout out. (laughs) Shout out Raleigh. 99.9999. Yeah. 999 The Fan, whatever. Adam listens to the podcast, so I don't mind giving him a shout out. He's a loyal listener. Catch a niner in there. Is that what you said? Yeah, that's right. (laughs) We're doing seven, seven miles per hour. Um, but Gold was like, who's who do you think could be the first coach fired? And I think if you actually expanded it to not just fired, but like retired, I think at least Belichick is at least like an interesting long shot if things go really south. I mean, during the season, no chance. No chance. I don't think so either. I'm just saying there's not a lot of candidates. I'm just saying there's no – I mean, you'd have to look at other organizations like, for example, Jimmy Haslam, who at one point had the – you know, it was turn and burn. Like every year, then it was like every other year. He's had Kevin Stefanski there for a while. He's locked into a Deshaun Watson contract. If things don't work out, who are they going to blame? I mean – they're not getting rid of Deshaun Watson given his contract. He's already made that commitment. He hasn't made the same commitment to Kevin uh, Stefanski. So the Browns are one that I think, depending on how things start off, you'd have to say like they're probably going to be frustrated if they don't start seeing the fruit of the Deshaun Watson signing and and all that's come with that. Um, that would be for one of the first that come to mind. I think that's fair. Uh, Brandon Staley you could throw out too. Um, you, you never know what could happen. Uh, Jim Mercy could fire uh, Shane Steichen and hire Jeff Saturday. Anything's on the table with the uh, the Colts at, yeah. at this point. Todd Bowles and the Buccaneers have to be considered a candidate, I think. Um, and but like my my Belichick theory would almost be more like a Coach K in 05 when he's like, "Oh, my back, my team <laughs> sucks and my back's killing me." You know, whenever whenever you're worried, you just fake a back injury. That's what you do. You know, you fake a back surgery. That's what you do. The, the yeah, thing about Belichick, kind of- though, is that he is literally, I think, 18 wins away from setting the all-time record for most wins it, by a coach in NFL history. There's no way he is willingly sitting down uh, before that happens. That's regular season and playoff total. And, and so, you know, and it's hard to see. Robert Kraft, Kraft, Kraft firing him. Kraft. I mean, Kraft does every offseason. He gets a little crankier. Like, hey, man, I'm not happy with happened last offseason. This year, he's kind of calling out uh, Matt Patricia and those other guys and basically telling Belichick to the media that you need to get rid of these guys. And then Belichick got rid of them. So, yeah. it, I, you know, maybe after the season they talk about it. But there's no way in the world Belichick would have to go through the humiliation of getting fired. I, 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 agree. Remove, I agree. Remove the word fired. It's yeah, not, he's not going to be fired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or retiring. He's not retiring midseason either. There's nothing, nothing, nothing happening in the middle. It's of a soft landing for if there was ever to be a departure, it'd be a soft landing. Like he's 
he's the greatest coach of all time. He probably gets to say when he wants to call sure. him. I no would, I, look, I don't think it's happening. I said it was a long shot. I'm just saying, like, it's worth keeping an eye on. And, you know, with, like, the way that Bob Kraft plays it to no shot. All right? Okay, you no – It's not really any different than you being like, our Patriots fans going to start rumbling and grumbling about – because they're already there, man. They're already uh, sick of Belichick. Uh, they're tired. Uh, they think he's washed. Oh, oh I have not I heard I would that. not say that. I visited. Sullivan Smith said it on this podcast. No, come on. I don't think he said he's washed. I don't. I, think I, no one is saying that Belichick is washed. No one is saying that. You just said that. Yeah, I said, said Patriots. That. Patriots fans are suggesting that. Not that I'm saying that. I, okay, I was just in Boston. I didn't hear one Patriots fan say this. What were you doing in Boston? I was going to school. We were visiting some family. That's oh, cool. That's nice. I can see you right. being like a big Boston guy with your Irish. I love Boston. It's a great, it's a great city. It's, it's you have some chowder? I do. Lobster roll? I any New England clam chowder. The amount of uh, accents that we've had in a short <laughs> 15 minutes on this show. So we've I'd kind of hit on. Senior football. <laughs> the, okay. okay. The Patriots being maybe not that intriguing. What's another team that you find just completely unintriguing or not very intriguing coming up the season? Is it the Rams? Possibly the Arizona Cardinals. Who are you just not looking no, forward to watching as I much? Think, I think the Cardinals are that team, right? right I don't now. want to see the Cardinals on my TV once this year. <laughs> it's, it's no disrespect, by the way. I would be the first person to call an Arizona Cardinals game if a network gave me the opportunity. So I'll just start there. Mm-hmm. But I don't know that there's a lot of excitement for where that team is at at this point. You've heard players this offseason say, hey, I, I'm, I want to get out of here. Right. Um, it's kind of I'll be kind of curious to see what happens throughout the course of this offseason before if they just kind of look to rebuild. Um, but I was going to list off another team that I'm really intrigued to see how it all works out. And that's the Baltimore Ravens with Lamar Jackson. Mm. Oh, yeah. It's a new look offense. Todd Mungin's the OC. You got Odell there now. Zay Flowers is going to be like the second coming, I think, of Antonio Brown on the field as far as how Whoa. he runs. Sure Brown's so. a Hall of Famer <laughs> on the field, dude. I, well, uh, yeah, and I think Zay Flowers has the same type of route running ability and all that. Wow. You watch him in and out of cuts. You watch his breaks. He, he's got the ability to be that. Uh, Aguilar's there now, too. It, it, it's really going to look different, I think, than it has in the past. I don't know if they're just going to hang their hat on Lamar running the football, kind of ground and pound with, with a bigger offensive line. I think there's going to be some creativity involved in the passing game. So, that's a team that I'm really intrigued by. I'm glad the drama's over and he got his contract and he got paid. And I cannot wait to see if they'll continue to, you know, still stay atop of the AC North there with Cincinnati. Um, I'll throw out like this is sort of a just give me like Brinson's got vacation brain going, but um, <laughs> I think there's a decent chance that like by midway through the season, I'm no longer intrigued by the New York Jets. Oh, like, are you predicting good or bad? New York, like I'm very intrigued to see them to begin with because it's Aaron Rodgers in a new spot. But you know what? Brett Favre was intriguing for the first half of the season too, and then it was like the Jets just absolutely cratered. Now he got hurt. Oh, whoa, old quarterback can't get hurt. No, that's not the point. Like, how many years were removed was Brett Favre from his MVP season versus Rodgers? And by the way, it wasn't like that last season. He took took the Vikings to the NFC title game the next year. He got hurt midseason. That was eight and three at one point in 2008. I mean, they were they were a captivating team. Answer the question. And by the way, Breach, who you point at? Breach is the one that said that. I'm pointing at Brinson. I'm, I'm, <laughs> but I'm asking you, like, like I'm agreeing with you, Brady. 
towards the end there, it was like, all right, he wasn't playing at the same level as Aaron Rodgers. Like, I, I'm just, I'm just saying, look, I'm just saying that last year, this time, someone on this podcast would have said the Denver Broncos. And that person would have regretted their call three weeks into the season when the Bron- breach, when the Broncos stunk up the joint and that the entire Russell Wilson, Nathaniel Hackett experiment exploded in everybody's faces. I'm so, not saying that's going to happen. Just saying there's no guarantee in the NFL. And I think it's possible the Jets, we could be like, oh my God, I've got to watch Zach Wilson and it hurt Aaron Rodgers wing it all around the field for four more primetime games. It's only week four. Like, yeah. it's not that crazy. So you're basically wishing a, an injury upon Aaron Rodgers. No, I'm just saying Ooh. that everyone's like, well, the Jets are going to the AFC title game and the division is theirs. Not so fast, my friend. So, Brenton, you're saying tell. that the Jets can be this season's Broncos where there's a bunch of primetime games that we are forced to watch. Remove my name as a part of this, all right? I've already done the whole, <laughs> Brady Quinn, Colin. <laughs> for the Jets this season, okay? And Aaron Rodgers has everything to do with it. And if, if if I'm wrong, I will admit to that. But I'll say this much: I was not wrong about the Jets last year. I don't care what anyone says. I, and again, I'm not saying that I'm that this is going to happen. I'm just saying that. Look, I'm feeling feeling frisky today. Little like little going outside the box a little bit. You know, <laughs> fresh back from vacation. Uh, by the way, another team that I'm like kind of sneaky intrigued by. Wait, wait, Dang. wait! Before you get to your second it's team, it's not your team. I promise. <laughs> Go breach. Go breach. Cut them off. Go breach. Uh, I was gonna say. I was gonna say the Falcons team. just because. Was the Falcons? Thanks. Instigator. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It wasn't the Falcons. No, I just think the Falcons, like they added Bijan Robinson. They've got, as we all know, I have a massive crush on. Uh, they've got, they've just got like, uh, like kind of a little bit of something where they could steal that division and be a a, a, a team that gets blown out in the Wapco hosting a Wapco show. Yeah. All right, Breach. What were you gonna? Uh, say? And the Falcons could be fun to watch because they run it 80 times a game. Their games are going to last 90 minutes. So boom, it's over when the other games are just getting to halftime. Uh, and you know what? Since Brenton made fun of me for pointing out the Broncos would be an intriguing <laughs> team last season, I'm right back on the Broncos train. Yes. I think they'll be yes. an intriguing team this season. Look, <laughs> it's not just Russell Wilson. They have Sean Payton now. This team could be better. I think if you're talking about teams that are most mysterious, that could go anywhere from Super Bowl contender to worst record in the NFL, there are not many teams that could fall on either side of that. The Broncos are absolutely one of them because if Russell Wilson's terrible, they might only win four or five games. But if Sean Payton fixes him, that team feels like a wild card contender at the minimum and, and maybe a team that's contending for the AFC West title. First off, let me defend Breach by saying I was right there with him in regards to my intrigue about the Denver Broncos and thinking they could be a wild card playoff team. So I was dead wrong about that last year, and, and so be it. You know, it, it, it ended up being what I think some would describe as a disaster. I think Will Brinson's used those words before. Uh, but it's a new year, new Denver Broncos team. I, I'm like Breach, man. I, I'm really excited to see what they will be. I think the other team that I'm excited to see is what happens in the NFC North. It, I mean, I know the Detroit Lions last time I checked were the betting favorite to win it. I think you're sleeping on Minnesota somehow. But, I mean, think about it. If their defense really either, the Lions or, or the Vikings – is any better than last year. It's going to be really, really competitive to see how that whole thing plays out. Um, but for so many years, we kind of just, I mean, Pete Prisco in particular, would just say, hey, Aaron Rodgers, the Green Bay Packers, that's who's going to win it. You don't have to look anywhere else. Yeah, that's that a was, really good beat. That was, he's picked him every year. He's like, oh, yeah. I'm, he's like, I do the same thing every year. I pick the I pick the Packers. What do you want? They're the best quarterback in the game. Packers and Patriots. My Super Bowl pick for the 53rd year in a row. Pete Prisco. Forever. 
And then, then, then once Tom left New England, then it was, all right, it's the Packers versus the Chiefs. Every year, Packers and Chiefs, the two best quarterbacks. That's how it's going to be. They're going to be scored off a Super Bowl. Every single year he's done it. Now, so by, have, by, by, by the way, does this mean that you and Breach are, if you're both back in the Broncos, does that mean you guys are in the Mile High Club together? You're like, you're back in the, the Broncos? That's just creepy, Brenton. Uh-huh. But also none of your business. Oh, is it a club of guys who are back in a team that plays at Mile High? What's what's no, no, we are here. We're, we're 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 two guys with truck nuts on the back of our truck, <laughs> and, and we're just driving right over you, right at Mile High. And those those the truck nuts are just they're they're hitting you on the way. Joe Musso is here on behalf of Pete, everybody, sticking up uh, for Pete Prisco. I do think for a social clip, everybody should do their best Pete Prisco uh, impression, and uh, we'll let the, let, let, let the people vote. Uh, we, should, we, should we give Musso's Bears a shout-out here for intriguing to watch? Yes. I mean, they did they do, do a, lot of, a lot of stuff. Uh, I mean, I, I, I think uh, I would also throw the Jaguars the there. It goes back to the NFC North. Like I think that's the, one of the most next to the AFC East, at least in the NFC, the most interesting division. It's it's crazy that the it's it's understandable that the Vikings are not the favorite because they got really lucky last year. But I think if you look at totality of the roster, the Vikings are still the better team. Everybody's gonna be picking the Lions. The Packers are kind of like Jordan Love is fascinating to see how how that plays out. And then of course, like I mean, the Bears had a good offseason. I don't know that they fixed everything and got themselves into contender shape, but I mean, they could win that division. It wouldn't be that crazy. The Bears went zero and six in the division last year, just to have a tough time seeing a team that won zero games in their own division, turning around and winning that same division. Beating Jared Goff, Kirk Cousins, and Jordan Love. Rodgers <laughs> isn't there anymore. So that's maybe two wins you could get when you could basically chalk him up as two losses during Rodgers' tenure there. I mean, didn't he buy real estate there on Soldier Field is, is what he said or something like that? He owns the Bears. Yeah. I own you. Own you. So maybe you're sitting there at two and four now and you split with, you know, home games. Maybe you find your way to four and two. Who knows? Well, that's uh, that's harsh. (laughs) All right. On that note, let's take a very quick break here before we get out. The UEFA Champions League on Paramount Plus is down to the final four teams and two epic semifinal matchups. Kareem Benzuma and defending champs Real Madrid take on Erling Holland and the tournament favorite Manchester City in a rematch of last year's thrilling semifinal. Plus, it's a clash of Italian titans as Inter squares off against AC Milan in a battle for City bragging rights. Find out which clubs will reach the ultimate goal in soccer's greatest yearly competition stream every champions league semifinal match live exclusively on paramount plus try it free at paramountplus.com slash live sports you're watching pick six we'll be right back hey i'm brett podolsky co-founder of the farmer's dog we make fresh food for dogs we started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog jada when she stopped eating ultra processed kibble and started eating fresh whole food the farmer's dog food isn't fancy it's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs it's better for them and easier for you get 50 percent off your first box at the farmersdog.com slash podcast that's the farmersdog.com slash podcast Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, 
There's joy in every journey. Get breaking news. Big news coming out of the NFL today. Highlights and instant reactions. The largest final round comeback in four championship history. We're down to the final four. I just want to take time to analyze greatness. Talk winners and losers with a guy who's already a big winner. CBS Sports HQ. It's all sports all day long. Welcome back to the Pick 6 Podcast. If you're not following us on social, make sure you do that now at Pick 6 Pod across all social media platforms. Brinson, did you want to say something before the break? Um, I actually was going to echo what uh, Joe Musso put in the um, put in the chat, which is like, I don't know. If I'm a Lions fan, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't think he spelled hub- hubris correctly, but uh, I'll, we'll go with it. Um, yeah, Musa, I don't, I can't remember where he got his education from. I'm sure it was a, you know, somewhere. Okay, there will be no Joe Musso slander. On no, this I love Musso. The point being is that <laughs> Lions fans and Jaguar fans are feeling themselves. And maybe, maybe, just maybe like, you know, let's just, let's, let's ease into this season without having massive expectations because, Buddy, let me tell you what, when you're a when you're a middling team that thinks it's gonna be good, <laughs> whatever whatever side the interest state helmet's on, like degree. buddy. Yeah. Lisa's Ooh. got two degrees. Just yeah, just yeah, yeah, yeah. I went to I went to school long enough to be a doctor too, Miss. So, so. <laughs> every time you say that, I think about when you tried to do that joke on HQ and there was a little bit of delay, and Hakeem and I had no idea what you were talking about. So just flat. didn't land. Fell flat with my dad, too. Falls flat with my dad, too. He doesn't think it's very funny either. All right, moving on here. The Commanders tampering with luck. The Colts asked the NFL to investigate possible tampering by the Commanders with luck. Report saying they called the retired quarterback to play with their franchise. This seems a little crazy to me, but Brady, what does this mean for the Commanders and their new ownership going forward? Interesting headline. And you could make the case that the uh, Commanders tampered with goodwill. They've tampered with, uh, well, a lot of things. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the case <laughs> danced around a lot of issues. So uh, referring to the uh, previous NFL quarterback, Andrew Luck, in this case. Uh, so we should be very specific about this headline. But um, I find this really, really with, you know, uh, lots of things. Karma? I mean, what else would it have been there? Like, they've tampered Andrew with a lot Luck. of things. Tampered with <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I would I would say this. This is odd to me. It's it's like peak after the draft, before OTA's minicamp stuff really gets started. That you start to see a story like this create headlines. And the reason being is, okay, let's just play out this hypothetical that the Commanders were trying to get a hold of Andrew Luck to gauge his interest. For starters, unless they like reached out to him directly, um, and and they maybe went to like a third party. Which let's just play it out like this. So someone reaches out to, a, you know, somebody who happens to know Andrew Luck as well. Hey, what's what's Andrew up to? Oh, you know, he's you know, with his family doing this, doing that, other different ventures. And hey, is he so is he done playing or like, would he want to come back? Like, we kind of need a quarterback like that. That would make some sense. Like, that's not tampering. And and just because that person knows and maybe they reached out and they're like, oh, I wonder if, if Andrew's you know actually done or all that. Uh, it's gonna be really hard to prove that. And even if they could prove that there was tampering involved from the Washington Commanders. Um, I don't really get the point because if the Colts want him, he's under contract with them. Like he would have to come back to Jim Irsay and the Colts to either play or, you know, be, be able to work something out where he gets traded then to the team that he would want to go play for if he didn't want to play for the Colts. So the whole thing's a bit bizarre. I think there's like, this is being blown completely out of proportion. And I'm not sure if this is like the Colts, like 
hoping for some compensatory picks, kind of like we saw between the Cardinals and the Eagles, like the second day of the draft. They're just like, oh, by the way, uh, there's some tampering, and we just swap picks. We're good. Oh, it was five minutes before the first day of the draft. Oh, like, like, don't, don't look. Don't look here. Look that way. Look that way. Like, I'm like, what are you doing? Is that what Indianapolis is trying to do here? Just because someone talked to someone, they heard, they heard from the great man. That like, cover band song, beauty, 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 beauty. Like, what are we doing? Here, here's, I got a couple of beefs with this. One, uh, Jim Irsay, shouldn't you be spending your time not mangling the band, the band's classic songs like The Weight or uh, Don't Do It or Up on Cripple Creek or any of the other songs that you thought the Jim Irsay band should be playing when they certainly should not be playing? Two, um, the Colts really shouldn't be complaining about anything relating to Andrew Luck because he's never going to play football again because they ruined his career by not giving him an offensive line and letting Ryan Grigson like, allow him to have shattered, punctured lungs and destroyed ribs and all kinds of different things. And then three, the, the Washington football commanders did this last year. John Kine wrote the same thing last year talking about how they were like, oh, could Andrew Luck be interested in playing again? Just move on, Jimbo, and go do something more productive, like not mangle the band. Uh, you know, the thing, though, is that it does seem slightly believable. I mean, Brady used the perfect word calling this just a bizarre situation, but that literally describes everything under Dan Snyder since he bought the team. So it's completely believable that Dan Snyder told it, uh, general manager or someone on the coaching staff that, I want Andrew Luck. You need to go get Andrew Luck. And they're probably thinking, hey, buddy, the last thing we need is our quarterback is a guy who literally has not played football for three years. That's actually a step back from what we have. And Dan Snyder's like, no, 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 let's do this. This is who I want. Call him. I don't care if it's tampering. And for Ursay, he does not get along with Dan Snyder. We saw this last October when he was saying uh, at the owners meetings, hey, there's definitely some merit to voting him out. He was the only one chatting when, when Roger Goodell said, hey, let's not talk about this out in the public. Ursay's out there just uh, squawk it away, willing to say whatever he wants to about Snyder. And if that would be kind of Ursay's giant middle finger is getting the commanders to lose some draft picks because they tampered with luck, I'm sure Ursay would love to do that on Snyder's way out if he sells the team. So, I mean, all of it's believable, but as you guys said, it doesn't really matter. Nothing's going to materialize. Likely no one gets punished. Andrew Luck's not returning to football. So it's all just a big uh, fun headline. That's about it. Isn't it kind of silly that the, um, I mean, I understand why this is the case because you don't want somebody to retire. And then there's like, ah, I got him. And like, you know, Tom Brady leaves and goes to a different a team. But like at this point, shouldn't Andrew Luck just be kind of free to play wherever he wants. If he wanted to come back, hasn't it been long enough? Like, so it's no. supposed to be like a statute of limitations. on yeah. So like, Hey, I'm just going to retire at what did you retire on 30 years old? I believe. Yeah, that checks out. And then Saturday night, I know because we had to do an emergency podcast. <laughs> in August. We were a little loose. Right before the last preseason game. Save save your complaints for someone <laughs> who cares, as Lou Holtz once said. No, it wasn't a complaint. It was a, it was a delightful emergency podcast. Um, yeah, he retired. 90% of the people, hold on. 90% of the people out there do not care about your problems. The other 10% are glad you have them. So just remember that when you move forward in life. Phil. I would say a more substantial percentage of the people uh... listening to this podcast yeah, remember that emergency podcast. Luck now 33 will turn 34 in September. Well, to, um, Brinson, to your point real quick, though, that shouldn't he be free to sign with whoever he wants? If he did want to return, why does his contract toll? 
I will say in Luck's case, it does make sense because he got a like $25 million signing bonus and the Colts could have gone after that when he retired. Mm. But Jim Irsay was like, no, man, you can keep the whole thing. So I do think that the Colts absolutely in this specific situation, uh, you know, should still own Andrew Luck's NFL rights. If Andrew Luck unretired, would it just completely bang the Colts in salary cap space? Like, what would it I mean, it probably wouldn't be a good thing, I and mean, they may have to make some tough decisions. I think the tougher decision is: Do you just let then Anthony Richardson sit for a year, and then Andrew Luck comes back, even though he's taken three years off? I mean, he's, he was on a path, I think, to be potentially a Hall of Famer. No doubt about it. And that now you look at like, well, you're kind of already moving on in that respect. But again, this is peak between the draft, between OTAs and minicamp, where we don't have as much to talk about. So now we're talking about this, where the Colts won't be able to prove it. And even if the, the commanders were, from everything I've read about what the uh, what the report was, I'm like, all right, how are you going to prove that? Like, we, yeah. everyone claims tampering all the time, and no one actually is collusion, tampering. We hear this all the time in the NFL, whether it's with the NFL PA or NFL, and it's very rarely ever actually proven. Only in the case, like, I guess you'd say, of... The Cardinals and the Eagles, which seemed like a bit egregious, and and obviously they they were able to play nice and make it happen this year. Who, by the way, the Cardinals and Eagles play this year, so maybe that's one of the most must watch games that we should put on our list now that we have tampering yeah. Jonathan Gannon uh, going against. I'd rather team. I'd rather watch Jim Irsay bust out his full repertoire of classic <laughs> covers than I would watch a single Cardinals game this year, even though the Gannon stuff is kind of intriguing. Zip, zoo, 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 shots. Yeah, a lot of shots. Uh, a lot of people weighing in on the chat on Andrew Luck saying he's lost about 50 pounds. Do you think that he will ever come back and can he still play? He lost 50 pounds. I mean, he wasn't that big. Like, so what's his walking around weight right now? Well, I don't know. Someone said 50 pounds in the chat and then they kept saying, just, so, so what he weigh when he played? Was he like two? So this is a 240 on pro football reference. He's 190 pounds. That's depressing. Well, no, it's, it's more of like, <laughs> I just wouldn't think that he needed to sure put I on. look like Andrew Luck. <laughs> well, I just don't think he to put on the additional weight. It's just kind I'm of six four two. Uh, I think your hair weighs about fifty pounds. My hair point. weighs about one ninety right now. It's pretty yeah. fantastic. So, do we think that he'll ever come back? Can he still play? He could definitely probably still play. I don't he, know. He's never. He's never coming back. Yeah. He's he he's you know he he comes from. I mean, look, he, you know, he comes from a, a family like he he didn't have to worry about money when he came into the NFL more than like, you know, his, his family's well off. Um, I think, I mean, stands to reason. Um, he has a great education, smart guy. Um, and I, I think he just wanted to make sure that he had a quality of life after he finished playing football. That was, you know, that, that was that was it was quality. He wanted a quality type of life after football, and he didn't feel he was heading that way with the way that these injuries were piling up. And you know, I think too that like Luck always put on this um, very tough face and very stoic face. And you know, you kind of hear about some of the stuff and like you know the injuries and the you know just the, how it was going down. Just I mean, wait on him. Like it's easy. Oh, big tough quarterback guys out there putting on this face. You know, I'm not. I'm I'm a big brave man. No one can scare me. But you know what? Deep down, we all have to battle with our inner demons, Brady Quinn. And sometimes, oh my, <laughs> I got you playing professional football anymore. That guy is. It could be fifty pounds. Actually, looking at him here. 
you look oh, like yeah. you could you look like you could jam him in a carry-on bag <laughs> and and like sneak it past the delta agents that's how much he weighs wow dude you were on one today i i, I, don't, I don't i mean 50 pounds seems like a lot like that number is inflated one way or another because again it, he didn't seem like the type of person that needed to pack on weight to get to 240 it seemed like that was closer to probably his walking around weight but I don't know. Looks, he, looks like, he looks like a cartoon remake of like Tombstone or something. <laughs> he's, he's like, and that's when the horse took off. <laughs> it's like, you're telling what he's doing here. Uh, all right. Well, uh, we are going to get our luck in the next segment here and take a quick break. You're watching Pick 6. We'll be right back. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to the Pick 6 Podcast. I'm Katie Mox here with Will Brinson and John Breach and Brady Quinn. Why? Because today is the Brady Quinn Show. Make sure you join us all week to keep it locked on anything NFL offseason news. Remember to like, comment, and subscribe on the YouTube page. Another exciting schedule situation is that Christmas Day will feature a triple header, which is interesting um, because it goes up against – the NBA. It's also happening on a Monday, which kind of makes this a little bit more interesting. In the past, the league has kind of conceded to the NBA. BQ, what does this mean for basketball? And should this triple header be a weekly thing for the NFL? Who's getting who's getting bang boring here? Jesus or Adam Silver? I think that's the question. <laughs> well, first off, let's just step back for a second. The NFL doesn't go up against anything with the NBA. The NFL dominates the NBA. The uh, NBA hopes that the NFL isn't happening this, when the this, NBA is. This move, this move, and I know next year Christmas falls on a Tuesday, so people are thinking, hey, it's probably a one-and-done thing. I don't know because uh, I think everyone knows that people are home from Christmas break. They're probably out spending time doing whatever, taking some time off on Christmas. They know they're going to be in, you know, in their homes, able to watch this, and the NFL is looking to capitalize. It's their territory. And honestly, like if I was the NBA – 
and I know I'm not the first person to say this. I think Charles Barkley said this, some others, they should shift and adjust their season. A lot of people feel like they want to make opening day, Christmas day for the NBA season and kind of move it that much. I would argue this, move it to the week after the Super Bowl. Like don't even even try. What's the point? Like behind the NFL is college football. And then you're talking about the NBA. Like you're not even talking about the NBA in comparison to college football. It won't even rank at least as far as ratings go. So why even, why even try to compete? If everything's being driven by TV ratings, then go ahead and start when football's out of the way. Or, or you can continue to allow the NFL to have the draft, which will outrage you, or implement these spring leagues that maybe the NFL at some point wants to become successful enough. They're like, hey, by the way, uh, these spring league games now are going to rate just as good as a regular season basketball game because you know you guys couldn't seem to figure out where to put you know, your, your, their time spent for the league. So um, I, I really do feel like this could be here to stay. Uh, especially in the future as we go to other weekdays as Christmas shifts. Um, I do feel like there's two ways of looking at this, though. There's football fans like ourselves who love it. Like, I love it. I love football. I can't wait to watch it. I'm sure we're going to have some prime, you know, big, I should say big-time matchups that are going to shift to what the end of the season looks like once we get into the playoffs. That's the fun part of all this. Even, like, working on Christmas Day, covering football is awesome. Blessed to do it. There's also the other side of this, which is – there's going to be some little Timmy's out there who all of a sudden have an awful Christmas. And that's because <laughs> daddy lost the parlay. Now they're taking back all their gifts. Okay. <laughs> Santa Claus got to sneak back and steal some of it. I mean, at this point, we really should create a t-shirt with Roger Goodell's face as the Grinch because like, like, you can have a lot of kids who are like, Oh, what's your fondest Christmas memory? I don't know. The Lions lost again with a shot to go into the playoffs. Here we go. Like, dad flipped out. He broke our TV. Now we can't play video games. Like, Roger Goodell ruined my Christmas. Like, that's where this could possibly go. Like, I definitely see the upside of this, especially stomping out the NBA from having, like, any part of the conversation. But I feel bad for little Timmy and Sally because – Dad threw too many parlays on the triple header and ruined Christmas. Dad, when are we opening presents? Depends on the Packers game, son. <laughs> um, these final two minutes. <laughs> I, I got a couple thoughts here on this. Uh, one, I, I understand if it's a Monday, if Christmas is a Monday, you know, you have all the Sunday games. I, I, it annoys me. Uh, to, well, I mean, I say this like I'm not, you know, it annoys me that now they've just been like, nah, F it. We're going to have a Sunday night game on Christmas Eve anyway. Um, when in years past, they would just do the afternoon games. And then, you know, I guess I'm like, oh, because I got to get to church. Um, so, you know, I don't mind watching the Sunday night game. I'm just saying that, like, from that perspective, it's a, it's a little it kind of flies in the face of, you know, why we have one o'clock NFL games on Sundays, because, you know, it's, it's a Southern thing. So people can get back from church. Um, I, I think, I just think the, the NFL is basically blurring that line completely at this point. If it's on a Monday, I understand it. Maybe load up the schedule a little bit more. I don't like the idea of, okay, Sunday games on the 28 or Sunday, excuse me, Sunday games on the 21st. And then like three NFL games on Friday or Christmas, Christmas day or whatever it is. Having said that, most of my angst about this isn't really about Roger Goodell slapping baby Jesus in the face repeatedly, <laughs> scheduling these three games over and over again. Most of my angst is about, oh my God, do I have to do, no offense, this stupid podcast on Christmas night after watching three games and staying instead of 
enjoying some of hashtag not a football guy. Just a bit of that. Hashtag not a football guy. I'm yeah, saying I've been doing some, some of us don't mind uh, the ability to be able to work and follow football. I'm, I want what I want to do is casually watch your muted breach, but good try. What I want to do do is casually watch these games with my family and enjoy them because I love football without having the specter of work looming over top of it. And I find it very, look, my mom, retired minister, really, really bothered by the NFL's football is family slogan, which I mean, come on, it's total BS. Like football is your family, Brinson. You're missing how it's actually supposed to be. Football is your family. Football Football is your family. Football is my family. That's correct. The only family I have is football. My my point (laughs) just being is that like, it just feels a little, they're like trying to be like, you know, snuggle up at Christmas. The final thing I'll say is this, what they need to do for these Christmas games, if they're going to do it, and I realize they won't do this because they want to spread the spread the love, spread the Christmas cheer. All three, they should do just like they do Thanksgiving. Lock in two or three home teams and make it be somewhere like Green Bay or Buffalo where we're going to get snow. Like well, you 70, hope. 70% you of the time. Hope. You hope you're going to get snow. But then, because like you give me snow Christmas games, Mm. And I'm not going to say a word. I won't say boo about these games. Put the snow on my TV and I'm in. Here's only one issue with that before Breach goes. You do have domes like Minnesota where you're not going to get snow at least inside That's, for the well, game. Don't put up the team with a dome. However, if you stop talking, Will. Ooh, I like this. I like where you're going. I like where you're going. Have you seen what they do inside? Domes. They actually shoot snow off snow. They have the, they have, no, they shoot off. They do that normally. That's part of their, their warm-up, their intro. So – you could have some really badass effects for some of the dome teams where you do have a little bit of that look to it. A little, I know it's not like CGI. It's legit. Like I've been there. Fake snow. It's fake snow. It's awesome. They do it before every game, at least I guess later in the season, maybe. I don't know if they do it in summertime because like the beginning, that would be a little odd. But still, it's badass. It's one of the cooler like intros to a team coming in the stadium. So, How about, how about fake snow in Miami? Just like blitz no. creaking. Like, <laughs> no one's believing it, Brenton. No one's believing it. Uh, you know what I'll say? Uh, I'm glad that Brady mentioned all the poor Timmies and Susies out there will have their Christmases ruined uh, because that kind of happened to me. Uh, let's see. The very first fun fact, the very first regular season game ever played on Christmas came in 1989. It was the Bengals and the Vikings. And my parents sat us down on December 20th or something and said, hey, we're doing Christmas. Santa's coming to our house early because daddy's got to go play football on December 25th. And from there, you know, you can do the math in your head. And (laughs) Christmas was ruined from then on out because the Bengals played the Vikings on Christmas in 1989. Who was the commission? 89. Pete Rosell, I think. Pete Rosell destroyed Christmas forever for little Johnny Breach. So he's the original Grinch is what you're saying. I'm telling you right now. Everyone has the T-shirt that Barstool made. Forget that. They need to create one with Goodell with a green face now and a little Grinch cap or a little Santa Claus hat. That would that would be the look right now. But that being said, I'm like Brady. I'm a huge fan of Christmas football. If they want to make a quadruple header on Christmas, I will watch all four games. If they put the Bengals on Christmas, I will do my best to go to the game. I want all the Christmas football that the NFL can throw at us. I have no issue with it. Uh, I do think the triple header is here to stay. Uh, And as our uh, Christmas correspondent expert here, Christmas is actually on Wednesday next year. I know Brady mentioned it was Tuesday, but 2024 is a leap year. So we're skipping one day. And I think they'll figure out. 
I think they'll figure out how to do a triple header that Wednesday. You just have teams play on Thursday the week before and then have them play on Wednesday. And so this is going to be the fourth year in a row that the NFL has played on Christmas. They have never played on Christmas four years in a row. So it does seem like this is pretty built into the plan going forward. And as for the NBA, if I was in charge of that, I would have the season start the week before the Super Bowl, play games all week, not play that weekend, not play Super Bowl Sunday, and then go with. But I do like the idea that Brady had of starting it way later. Just forget December, forget Christmas. You're not going to win that battle. Start when there's no NFL on the calendar. People will watch the NBA over the Pro Bowl, but that's about the only football event that people uh, Mm – won't watch compared to them yet. I, I will say really quickly too. There's one like fun little twist to having those Christmas Day games. Remember in 2020 when Alvin Kamara and the uh, Saints played the Vikings, and Kamara ran for six rushing touchdowns. That was the fantasy football finals week, and like you're probably in close proximity to someone. Like I think I might have been playing my dad, and he's just like, "Go back to your room." You're grounded. Like I was like, I was like, another Kamara touchdown, Dad. And he's like, get out of my house, son. I mean, I mean, it's but so like I like the idea of like these island because Christmas, you know, the, if you're tagged for the Christmas game, you're showing up, you're showing out, just like the Thanksgiving game, and sort of these island spots where you can have big fantasy moments in those fantasy football finals. Uh, I, I I certainly enjoy. I like that. I like that a lot. Breach, I'm with you too, as far as just yeah. If you, yeah, and that's actually a great idea too, like kind of filling in that week in the Pro Bowl that if the NFL is not going to figure out what to do with it and they're just going to, you know, allow that to continue on where no one's going to watch the Pro Bowl, why not put the NBA there? Although I don't think the NBA is willing to concede that, even though, I mean, for a lot of guys who play, grow up play basketball, you have your normal season, which tends to be around the end of fall into the winter time. But if you play AAU, you play like all summer, you know, you're, you're used to traveling, doing all that. So it, it wouldn't be that foreign to a lot of players. It would just impact obviously one of the years where, they would get an extended offseason. Then it would push into the following. Uh, but again, I don't know that the NBA is willing to concede that to the NFL. Although I think it's a, they should really look at it as more of a partnership, by the way, because you're going to get so many NFL players like we see right now in the offseason are going to like playoff games. Micah Parsons, the Philadelphia jersey, it became a little bit of, of a topic of conversation. He's a Dallas guy. Why is he wearing a divisional rival? But you could see so many more players at games and like butting up and time to like hang around one another. I, I just, I think there's more there to it too. So you, I wish the NBA would contemplate it. You can't just, if you're the, nobody cares about the Sixers. If you, you can't, you just can't be like, you can't be like, you know what? We've, it's been a hundred years, give or take. And uh, frankly, we're sick and tired of competing with the NFL. So we're giving up. We're quitting. We're just going to punt our season to whatever they're done playing football. Goodell wants to spread it out till March. Fine. We'll start in April. We lose. You happy, Roger? Think about this, though. Like, I look at the two biggest changes that have taken place in in sports, and it's all been motivated by TV, okay? Because that right now is still the lifeblood of every professional sport. (laughs) College football. One of the biggest changes they recently made, they adopted the rule that they have in the NFL, you don't have a stopped clock at a game first down, which is going to what? expedite games you look at what the mlb did obviously putting in a pitch clock games are like what a half an hour fast than they used to be and and, and everyone loves it who's at home watching it yeah, it yeah. keeps you kind of glued to your seat yes it's not quite as long but you're still able to find it more entertaining in that way um i think if these decisions are made really with the thought of tv in the back of their minds especially as you look at a lot of the regional sports networks right uh ballys etc who I'm sure are like, hey, how do we make this more profitable? Okay, maybe we make these things where they're able to watch them, consume them in two hours and 15 minutes or so, whatever the case is. If those are the reasons why these other leagues, college football, Major League Baseball, are making decisions, 
why wouldn't you as the NBA look at the fact of what's happening to your league, what's happening to your viewership, and go, all right, we really need to think about something that could potentially change the, the fortune and the future of this league moving forward and climb back into gaining the market share that we've lost. And I think moving their season back would make a lot of sense. And obviously it's not going to be impacted uh, by whether it's, you know, an indoor sport and all that. So all, like none of, you throw that out the window. So it, it makes all the sense in the world. I, I wish they would contemplate it. Well, and you know, like the other thing too, like Roger Goodell rolls out his Rogers Christmas spectacular. And now, you know, the NBA can't even like think about playing on Christmas anymore, getting any ratings. I also think it's, it's hard kind of to dive into the NBA and college basketball to an extent too, when it's like, it's been going on and you just haven't really been paying that much attention. Like I'm not paying attention to you. Yeah, and I, and I'm not, I understand there are lots of people who are huge NBA fans who pay attention throughout the full season, but it's like, I'm really checking in as soon as, you know, the season, the season ends. And, you know, at that point, Prisco courtsided a heat game is reason enough. You wouldn't even be able to, you wouldn't even be like, Oh, what is that tiny little heat logo doing there courtside? Like, By the way, <laughs> not to make the worlds collide. He would be the first dude like Matt Ishbia to f- sit there and grab the ball. He hit me. He knocked me back. He'd be flopping there on the sideline and try to help the, the Heat, you know, milk milk a foul out of some of the Knicks to be able to win the series. Pete Prisco would be the first person courtside next to Matt Ishbia to throw a fit about that. Um, I, I do just back to the and, 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 like comments you're making, Brinson. I'm with you. Like, look, I played basketball. I love basketball. I still to this day will go out and play a pickup game. It's to me is one of the, the best sports, but when the NFL and college football season are on, it's going to dominate. And I think there's a, a, a bigger majority of people who would probably watch basketball if it wasn't in competition with football. Yep. And unfortunately, that's where it's at right now. Yep. All right. Well, that is going to wrap up our show today. Pun intended. BQ and our Christmas correspondent, John Breach. Thank you for joining us today. Make sure you tune in on Thursday at 9 p.m. for an NFL schedule release show. Remember to like, comment, and subscribe on the YouTube page. For everyone listening to audio only, do the same. Download, follow, leave a five-star review, and tell your friends to listen and watch the pod. See you Thursday.